This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. I always consider the settlement of America with reverence and wonder as the opening of a grand scene and design and providence for the illumination of the ignorant and the emancipation of the slavish part of mankind all over the earth. That's John Adams' quote. And I think it's relevant because today's episode is about what makes America great. What makes America great? Now, I think what we want to do is we're going to talk about America at its founding. And, you know, we all have our opinions of what shape our country's taken and the changes and different things going on. But, you know, at its roots, America is really something unique and amazing. And so this week, it was ugly. The kid comes home. Brings home her paper from English class. She's supposed to read the Declaration of Independence and write her opinion on it. And oh, no. She made the mistake of showing it to me. Ugh. And this is where it all falls apart. So, basically, the gist of her paper was, well, everybody's equal. And that's it. There was no distinction of the government doesn't make us equal or is it the you know from god there was nothing there nothing it just my mind was blown i'm speechless well how old is how old is she now i think we're we're talking about a soon-to-be 16 year old somebody that should be articulate in their opinions and ideas in in the advanced placement european history class Mm. But the paper, obviously not European history, is from the honors English class, Mm -hmm. where we would expect high honors and excellent work. And intelligent opinions. And it just, I I, I just was shocked and blown away, and it makes me question the whole school system and how things are today. 
you know, the declaration, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator with mm. rights. It just, by their creator, not right. the government. The government doesn't decide that you're even. They went so far that they even say that when any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and institute a new government. I mean, I know they're talking about England there, and uh, I know people run off crazy and whatever, and I'm not saying overthrow the government, but it's clear these people do not feel their rights come from the government. Right. That That's communism says we're all equal. I mean, right. it's all equal there. You According know? to the government with communism. You know, the government, we're all equal. We're right. all the same. Somehow some of us live in the freaking Kremlin and, uh, you know, yeah. we might not live in the Kremlin, but, you know, we're equal. And it just, it, I, for, you know, a really bright student to just miss the point like that makes me feel that America's maybe got some shortcomings and is maybe missing some steps along the way. And I just, I get so frustrated, I don't even know. So... I don't know. What are you thinking? Well, I, th I think that it's a, it's a little bit of a tricky, sticky area because, uh, you know, you've got kids. You can, they can only learn so much. You know, you forget sometimes how stupid children are. You know, I always want to punch my kid, but then I realize that when I was 12 years old, I did dumb stuff too. You know, it takes a while to really thresh out, uh, you know, concise ideas about what your place is in the world you live in. Yeah. And it's very easy to get misguided on that path. Right. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, you know, once you start going down the road of communism, yeah, I, I heard one of the candidates is talking about 90% corporate tax rate. I mean, the way I look at it, if you make a business, you risk everything that you have. If you win, you get a dollar out of every 10 that you earn. And if you fail, nobody bails you out. Nobody gives nothing. You were dumb for trying. Right. Well, you know, that's that's kind of the idea. If, if you can crush any new business, then you can be in charge. You know, the government doesn't have a right to do anything except prosecute lawbreakers. So their only way to coerce people is to make everything illegal. And Right. Then all they have to do is say, we'll let you get by on this, but right. you have to do us this solid. You end up with a world based on bribery and favors. Right. You know? And it, it just, yeah, it, it's disgusting to me. And I don't know why I get so passionate and so crazy about it, but it's just, yeah, there's so many laws that, well, we can make an exception for you mm -hmm. if you return this favor to me. Right. And you concede all these different values that you have. Yeah. Well, um, it's, it's hard to deal with when you're dealing with your children, too. Because, uh, you know, in reality, you should just be able to smack them whenever they say something stupid. But that doesn't really help, you know. You have to really correct them and teach them. You yeah. know, they're, they're like sponges. And they suck up everything their teachers say. you got to make sure you say more than their teachers do. Well, I definitely do a fair it's, amount of talking, so we're in there. It can be it can be scary. If you're scared of talking to your children, don't be surprised when they turn out messed up. It's bad. So, I mean, that's, you know, first, I just want to talk for a minute about communism, because honestly, socialism, communism, fascism, basically, 
all throughout history up until America came along, it was about the government giving you power and being in charge, be it a dictator, a king, mm-hmm. or some form of government. They always ruled over right. people, and you did what you were told. And some things, you know, equal distribution, it sounds like a nice idea, but we all know that when it comes down to it, that, you know, you're not going to work hard if you're not rewarded for what you do. Right. And I think, uh, you know, the law of nature dictates capitalism. You know, that's that's how free trade and and commerce between humans happen. Capitalism is, is the natural law of economics. Work for trade. Right. That is capitalism. Mm-hmm. And... You know, actually, one of the things, back to America being great, that's one of the ideas that is actually unique to America. Mm-hmm. And that was not considered the accepted, you know, path early on. People right. despised work and despised, you know, people who did menial labor were beneath, you know. Right. I think there was an Oscar Wilde quote, to take out the trash is depressing enough that to have to have pride in it is just appalling. And that's Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde. And yeah. I'm like, really? But you know, I mean that's kinda the way the world views it is work is, you know, beneath. That's for the low class and right. and that's really how the world was until America came along. Well, you know, when I when we we talk about prepping and survivalism and these types of things, I think uh when it comes down to it, the lower class has a distinct advantage in the sense that, you know, if you are, say, a doctor, a lawyer, somebody somebody that specializes very specific, and your car breaks down, you have to get it towed to a mechanic. If you don't have that kind of money, you're well used to fixing your car and you know how to do it. You know, uh, a poor person has, has certain abilities just because they've been forced throughout their life to do these sorts of things, you know? Try and get a uh, a lawyer to, to operate a ride-on lawnmower, and you're going to have a hard time, you know? I do see it. I do see a lot of things where, you know, that's it. I mean, because definitely when you have less money, you have to fix and take care of things yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's normal. I mean, that's just the way, you know, things seem to be. That, you know, the working man is the guy who actually gets his hands dirty and gets into things. And, yeah, so, knows how to fix a car, knows how to fix a stove. You know, there's a lot of people that can't even cook over a fire. Yeah. If you can't cook your food over an open fire, then you've missed some some, uh, serious parts in your childhood. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, it'd be nice to go camping and get outside and let people know, you know. It's Mm -hmm. it's a different world when they go and experience it. Yeah. I've dealt with a lot of people that can't even, don't even know how to properly start a campfire. Now... When you think of the Founding Fathers and, and some of the things that make America unique, what comes to mind? Like, what what, what things strike you as, you know, something unique and, and different about America that's... Well, every time I read anything that any of these, these guys wrote, you know, talking about Jefferson, Adams, Washington, um, there's quite a few of them, but uh, it shocks me how intelligent they are, how well-worded everything is yeah. that they put together. And when you think about the idea that they were forming a type of government that has never really existed before, it's, it's kind of amazing. Now, America's a representative republic. 
Not a democracy, right? I know, and that's, I always hear, oh, America's a democracy. Uh -huh. well, democracies have been around. Uh -huh. A representative republic is different. Now, do you know what makes it different? You want to share this? Well, I'm I mean, sure you do. Democracy, just... right, is, it's, that's kind of like uh, mob rule. I like you know? mob rule. I, I like mob rule. You know, as long as you're a white man, mob rule is good for you. All right, all right. But uh, we're not all white men. No? No. All right. So that's the thing. So what it is is within the confines of the Constitution, we're basically a democracy. Uh -huh. So it's a democracy with limits. Right. So you have the Constitution that's a strict outline of what the government can and can't do. And then it's kind of mob rule. Now, I know we've gotten away from that, and it seems to just be mob rule. That definitely seems to be a pattern that our country wants to take. Mm -hmm. But I just, I don't know, I get so disgusted when I hear all these people, they say, oh, you know, America was just founded by a bunch of rich white guys who just wanted to make money for themselves and, and keep their money, and they just didn't like the oppressive England. But it's so different, our system, that it does. It allows any individual to be able to change station in life. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the unique things. Now, Without, it's so uncommon in countries like England and, and, and a lot of the European nations, Germany, France, you know, all, albeit, they, when your dad's a plumber, you become a plumber. And you just kind of stick with that path. And it's so unique to America that you can kind of be whatever you want to be because you have the ability to go to college and do unique things. Right. And that's because of our system. Right. You have, you have an interest in and you can follow that interest because of, you know, and I think a big part of, of what shapes America is something as simple as free speech. When you can talk about your ideas without having to worry about what you say and what words you use and who you might insult, there's a lot of stupid ideas that come out of that. But for every hundred stupid ideas, there's a gem in there. I like you know, the gem. And, and a lot of people that can come up with a unique idea after following 50 stupid ones you know, can, can progress in life. You know, I have a lot of friends of mine, to go back to what you were saying earlier, yeah. I have a lot of friends of mine that are, believe it or not, that are socialists, and uh, sit around and argue with them a lot. I they bet get you do. they get angry because there's so many people out there that have so much money. Yes, and they think that if they tax those people, if those people get taxed, they'll have more. But those people being rich isn't making them poor. Right. You know, this everyone's talking about getting a piece of the pie, but it's not the the whole world is a bakery. All you got to do is make your own pie. Well, that's, yeah, America is so unique. You really can go anywhere. You know, it's funny. I was just reading a story about um, Thomas Edison, and he said that when he was a kid, he uh, his, and I don't even know if it's true or something I read on the internet. You know, who knows? Right. Anything on the internet, right? Anything. So when he was a kid, his teacher gave him a letter and, and said, look, you need to take this home and give it to your mom. Don't show it to anybody else. Give it to your mom and, and let her read it and, you know, let her get my message. So, takes home the letter, gives it to his mom. He's like, Mom, what does it say? What's going on? She says, your teacher said, you are so bright. You're a genius. 
and there are no teachers in this school who can even help you anymore. And he thinks that I should just teach you at home and raise you up because I've done such a good job so far that, you know, they don't even want to get in the way of it. Mm -hmm. And so then he talks about later, you know, after she's passed on, he's going through her things and he finds the letter from the teacher. And it says, your son is such an idiot. We can't even teach him. And there's no way we're going to even allow him to come back to our school. He's so dumb. He's wasting our time and the time of his fellow students. Mm -hmm. But that's what America is, where you can be anybody and invent yourself into, you know, whatever. All these people come from, you know, varied backgrounds. Obviously, there's rich people who become rich. And, you know, I, I think in part, it's basically the values that you're taught. But anybody can go to the library and change their station in life. Yeah. And because of capitalism, there are so many people willing to back a good idea. You know, people say, oh, I have a great idea. And if I had money, I could do it. You know what? If you really have a good idea, there's money out there. Right, right. And I think that's, that's one, of the, one of the things about, uh, about this country. It draws people. It draws people with good ideas. It draws people who think outside the box. You know, a lot of people, you know, this country is founded by immigrants, you know. And creative thinkers. Yeah, people that came here, uh, you know, there's obviously traveling from your country to an unknown place, you know, that's scary. Yeah. But there's some people that aren't intimidated by that type of fear, and that's what this country is built out of, those type it of is. people. It is the my, people. My, both my grandfathers were immigrants. All right. One Im immigrated from Canada, so I don't know if that counts. But he I did. He did counts. immediately join the Marines to kill. In in his words, to kill slanty eyes. Now I don't know if that is that politically correct. Is that I what don't think he could say that. Today, he could say it. All right. He was a mean old old man that that <laughs> killed slanty eyes. You know, if if your ambition in life uh, is to kill or get killed, you know, the Marines is a perfect place for you. You know, Clint Eastwood, we did see a movie. He had some choice words for people of different ethnic <laughs> backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So I have seen that play out. So I'm with you there. Mm -hmm. No, actually, that, that reminds me. One of the things, you know, about America that really stands out is to be a German, that means your parents were both German and their parents were German, and it's in your blood. You're a German. Right. Um, Englishman, same thing. Frenchmen, same thing. America, well, one, they all were immigrants because they came here. Right. But it didn't matter. Anybody could become a citizen in America. And that was actually unique. That was right. different. You know, you could go to Germany and you could do business there, but you wouldn't be a German. Right. And that's a very different thing, whereas America was actually accepting. Right. You're an American. If you were born in Switzerland and you came here, you're an American. It didn't matter. But, uh, you know, I think that's one of the great things, too, about the country is that is that you have all these different cultures, yeah. you know, colliding with one another. And they're leaving all the, you know, all the dumb parts behind and meeting all the new good ideas, the best aspects of every country kind of became values in this country. Yeah. Now, definitely the melting pot has helped shape you know, America into something great. You know, the same thing. I hear slavery. Oh, well, you know, America, they had slavery when, and, you know, it was created by slave owners. 
I hear this, and it just, it sickens me. You know what? Everybody throughout history, you know, was had slavery. It's been in every part of the world. And they, it's still in a lot of parts of the world. You know, slavery isn't, isn't completely abolished the world over. There's a lot of places in the world where slavery is, is still common. So I also want to take this back, you know, the Bill of Rights. That's something hugely unique that cut us apart. And that was the thing. They were so afraid of an oppressive government that they wanted to make sure that the man, the little man, the individual was taken care of. Right. There's distinct, uh, distinct rights that are, are and, inalienable to all people. You know, everybody else, the governments were set up as the government has right. rights. The government, what the government, you know, I think Obama said it best with, you know, in America, it's not about what the government can do to the people, but what the people can do to the government. Mm -hmm. And he's like, that's backwards. I don't like it. Uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, of course. But, you know, that's, you know, that's what makes America unique right. and different. Well, I think it's important that, you know, the country stays in the vein that the government is afraid of the people. Yeah. And the people aren't afraid of the government. You know, and I think we're getting a little bit backwards lately. We are definitely getting backwards on that. One of the reasons uh, the government should be afraid of the people... Tell me. ...is is having an armed population. <laughs> I do like an armed population. Mm -hmm. Well, You know, one of the reasons that Japan never even considered invading the United States was... Uh, I forget the name of the general, but he was quoted as saying that if you invade the United States, there will be a gun barrel hidden behind every blade of grass. Because everybody owns a gun. And, you know, the truth is, most people that own a gun know how to use it. That is the truth. And there there are a lot of people that own guns that don't know how to use it. But, the, you know, when, it, when yeah, you're familiar with your firearms... Yeah, but they're far between with yeah. the rest of us. Yeah. When, you, when, when you're familiar with your firearms, you can do amazing things with them. Yes. No, I'd have to agree with that. Mm. And that's, you know, I mean... Private citizens owning firearms. That right. was huge. Mm -hmm. You know, that was not commonplace. Now, again, there's hunting. and But you know what? Honestly, in England and all these other places, it was the rich that had guns. Right. It wasn't, you know, the commoner. Right. And you have the common man in America. We started out, everybody owned a gun. Right. But it was very distinct in England, and it still is, that there's a difference, you know? Yeah. There's the, the aristocrat, and there's the, the average person. And... Still, they weren't the soldier gun owner. They right. were the pheasant hunter and right, the, right. you know, and the, I think, the uh, true sportsman, whatever. Yeah. No, I think um, the the term rugged individuality has, has a... Uh, a uniquely American ring. Right, it does, it does. It was given a bad name, but, uh, you know, that's it's really a, a distinct American trait. You know, if you give a man his own space, yeah, he can take care of himself. That, you know he doesn't. He doesn't need welfare. He doesn't need. Uh, he doesn't need government sure assistance. He, no, we're talking about America at its founding, right? Well, no, I'm still talking about America. America today, today, today. Really? But you know, it's it's very easy to get in on that government teat and just keep sucking and sucking because nobody's <laughs> going to pull you off it. <laughs> they don't seem to try. There are definitely a lot of people that need a swift kick in the ass, but you yes. know, a lot of people think you know say everybody's stupid. Everybody's stupid. I, I have heard people say that. I don't think that's true. Really? Uh, believe it or not, I have a, a, a great respect for mankind. All right. And for the average man in America. Well, I like your positive attitude. 
So you're it's saying right that they're, you know, to be a prepper and prepare and be able to take care of business like we talk about in this podcast, you're saying that that's, that's a lot of Americans out there. That's distinctly American. All right. I like it. You know, everybody with a decent plot of land, and, you know, if you don't own a decent plot of land, you should go about getting one. But uh, everybody with a decent plot of land can can manage their business. You know, if you have space for your animals, you have space for your vegetables, that takes a lot of... Uh, a lot of the burden off of your uh, your bank account. Yeah. No, I'm with you. To know that you can provide and take care of your family takes a lot of stress. Right. There's no doubt. And, um, it, you know, it's, it's a big burden off of your shoulders if, um, you know, if you're, you have a tight budget and you can go outside and get vegetables out of your garden. Yeah. You know, if you can get, you know, go outside and get your eggs for breakfast, you don't ever have to worry about your kid's kids uh being hungry you know and it's it can be kind of crappy eating spinach you know, even and, and if broccoli you have crappy chickens like mine they might still go hungry i mean they might get an egg <laughs> they might but get you're chicken. breaking it three ways but you might get chicken you might right. get chicken i think we mentioned that earlier. i always uh, i'm always bad mouthing my neighbors they have these turkeys i and did hear some gobbling and gobbling and they're always in my yard getting up on my new roof scratching up the shingles and stuff but uh, you know the truth is they don't they don't eat the turkeys they don't eat the turkey eggs they just have them as pets. But if I get hungry and I was being I was feeling a little bit peckish earlier this evening, I'll run over there. I'll, I will snatch one of their turkeys up and bring its neck. I have no problem. If you, if you have a turkey for a pet, you're an idiot. <laughs> you know I had a uh, customer who's like you know I have this turkey and it's this huge male you know all impressive and whatever mm-hmm. and. They were like, you know, we're trying to find it a good home. Would you like to take it? And I'm like, yeah, you know, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> and they're like, you just have to promise that you're not going to eat it. And I'm like, oh. Oh, oh never mind. No, this is awkward, you know. <laughs> I'm like, no, you, you delicious, too. <laughs> I was good to go, you know. Uh-huh. But that's how it goes sometimes. Now, we kind of moved right into the Second Amendment because I know you had mentioned freedom of religion and and you even mentioned uh, the right to assemble. But you know what, with that too, is the, the freedom of the press. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, now I, I seem, you know, everyone argues the press is so slanted and whatever. But that is a pretty unique idea to America too, right. the freedom of the press. Right. Well, the idea that you can talk bad about your government, that's not an old idea. Really? That hasn't been around no, forever. No, people like to talk bad about the government? Right. And I think they should. Really? You know, you should always be talking bad about your government. There's always problems with our government. There's problems with any government. There is problems you with know? any government. We do have a, a, a course of, of reaction, though, that you can take with the government that's okay. not not treating you properly and not moving in the right direction. So we can and, take uh, legitimate grievances. Right. I mean, if you if you uh, don't vote, you're an idiot. You're, yeah. you're the problem with the now, country. But I am willing to say if you are an idiot, I recommend you don't vote. So, yeah. you know, I was, I was in both trouble a, a few months ago. Um, there was an election coming up, and uh, I was at a, at a gas station with a couple of people behind me, a couple of people in front of me. And, All right. And somebody said, now remember to go vote. And I said, voting's for losers. Only idiots vote. And everyone looked at me aghast. And this <laughs> woman said, you shouldn't say things like that. You'll influence people. And I said, the only thing that that statement will, the only person that that statement will influence 
is idiots. And if you're stupid enough to listen to some dummy in a in a gas station, then you have no you have no uh, no obligation to go vote. You're an idiot, and you're making bad decisions for everybody. So if you're gonna make bad decisions, and if you know idiots, I encourage you to do this. If you know idiots, discourage them from voting. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I don't know. I keep preaching it, but we will see. Now, you know what, actually? The Third Amendment in the Bill of Rights. Mm -hmm. You can't quarter soldiers in your house. Now, this, again, should explain to everyone why America is so great. Mm -hmm. The fact that that needs to be said is a big deal. Right. And that doesn't come up very often, but it has come up on occasion. I, there have been court cases where that people won based on that amendment uh, because uh, um, the DEA wanted to use their house for surveillance on another home. Okay. And uh, they gave them yeah. no option. They were doing it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, turns out no, the government not. doesn't have that right. So there's a lawsuit and, like uh, the, you know, the people won. All right. Moving on, the Fourth Amendment, unreasonable search and seizure, the right to be secure in your papers. Now, what what is that? Uh, what does that really mean? What are your papers? What is your your the right to be secure in your person and papers? Is that what it says, or just in your papers? All right, the right of of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue, but upon the probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Right. So that's a pretty unique to America idea. Right. That's uh, that's very distinct, and uh, you know I think it gives us a lot of leeway. Now, I know that that bill, in my opinion, has been being eroded uh, because it, oh, you might still be have, have rights in security of your papers, but your phone but your calls, emails, your, our right. papers, and there's a lot of things that are papers. Your letters, which honestly right. are your phone calls of today. Right. I mean, let's be honest. But they're not as secure. Somebody's keeping that, you know, in a database. And if you're ever in trouble, they can bring up everything right. you've ever said or done. You know what I heard? I heard with cell phones that if you have a, it's been ruled in court. If you have with the thumbprint to open up like your iPhone. Yeah. They can force you to do that, but if you have the passcode, they can't make you unlock it. Oh, really? So, I mean, just stupid semantics. Right. And, And, you know, I I have a friend of mine that's a lawyer that that has has said on occasion when we've been having uh, uh, distinct conversations that could be mistaken. What? That has had me, asked me to take my, my battery out of my phone. Because you know that they can turn, you know, everywhere you go, you're carrying a microphone in your pocket. You are carrying a microphone And, uh, in your you know, pocket. if you don't disengage it... Now, I put somebody... the microphone on the table. We're putting right. it out there. Right. But we're, And we're idiots in the sense of idiots. my, you know, protecting Personal my security. privacy. Yes. But, you know, I'm talking about all sorts of stuff that a lot of people wouldn't like. I'm not going to tell you how to make bombs. No, we're not going to go there. But, uh, you know... Now, I might tell you where you can find the information. <laughs> Damn it! There's a there's a lot of places where you could acquire that information. <laughs> it isn't very hard. But bombs are just freaking creepy. I don't I don't really get behind that. They're they're, they're, I, they're very what? uncaring I don't want to get on, on specific targets. I don't want to get stabbed, and I don't want to get like fingers blown off. 
Uh-huh. It, it just those really, are too, uh, those are two things I'm not down for. Uh-huh. Getting shot, getting in a fight, I'm okay with those things. Really? I'll work in that one. I've always been, I've always you been an avid version of getting shot. No, a shotgun, that kind of seems, eh, I'm not really down Gruesome. for that. Like, not yeah. in the face, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I have you know, I've I, gone. I've gone quite a few years without getting shot with a shotgun in the face. Okay, all and right. uh, it's been a good couple of years. You know, I don't want to get stabbed. Mm-hmm. It just—it sounds. I, I have been stabbed one time, I, and I have to admit it's, to it's fairly unpleasant. I, yeah, no, I, I don't. Yeah, stabbing is not for me. So you know, whatever. Right. But but back like to you the said, back to the fourth amendment. Yeah. We have a we have a really uh. We're we're really on a slippery slope right now, with the Fourth Amendment. You know, I yeah, think it's it's, it's paramount that everybody takes extra care right now in our our current you know the current weather of our of our culture. Well, takes extra care with their information. Well, I mean, like you're afraid. Like when you, if I say to you, "Hey, you know, it's a great idea. We should go on like." One of these websites out there, um, FireQuest or any of them out there, and download a copy of the freaking uh, the Anarchist Cookbook. Uh-huh. Right away, you're like, oh, red flag. You know, right. I really don't want to use my computer and do that. Right. I don't want to. And that's I might what, do it at the library, but I do have a copy of the Anarchist Cookbook. But you're not going to order it cookbook. and whatever, and you get right. worried about it. and. You know, maybe you're the guy who's like, screw it, I'm already on their list, I don't care. But the fact that it crosses your mind is a problem. That's scary, isn't it? And, you know, that's exactly you know, contradictory you know to what we're You know whose business it is, if you're interested in learning how to make a bomb? Nobody's. <laughs> that's whose <laughs> fucking go. business that is. You know, and it just, it's ridiculous. So, I mean, again, we want... You, you know, their job is to keep us safe, whatever. But, you know, it says from, you know, I don't know. Yeah. No, well, let me, let me ask, you, but just let me ask you a question. How concerned are you on a day-to-day basis that you're going to get killed by a terrorist? Well, I know we talked about this in the past. Mm-hmm. And, and, no, I agree. It is not high it's on It's not the, very uh, likely. I, not I, high on the list yeah. of uh, probably I mean, if you live in New York City... Well, but you're an idiot, it, but it, it, could it be, might happen. It could be that I'm a badass, and that's why I'm not afraid of being killed by a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't consider that, uh, did you? I think that in your career, you've probably contributed to, to the death of a couple of terrorists. I, you know, I think I consider that likely. I mean, it, I, I would say I definitely have. So, uh, you know, moving right along. Take us to the uh, Fifth Amendment, right the, uh, to due process. Now, now this one is is sketchy, and I've got a lot of uh, a lot of personal opinions on this one here. But I'm going to read it's it the out. The double jeopardy part is this that what is, throws you? Well, let's, there's a there's a lot in here. All right, no person <laughs> shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or in the militia. When an actual service in time of war or public danger, nor shall any person be subject for the same offense uh, to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of the law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. So you're saying that really they can't 
strong arm interrogation with U.S. citizens. When, is when what it says it that you like. have a, um, unless the time you of can't war. be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against yourself. Basically, what they're saying is there, you can't be tortured into uh, confessing to a crime you didn't commit. All right. Now I know it's still a problem. People act like it isn't, but there is still a problem with Tell people confess, confessing to crimes that they did not commit. Now, that's usually just in, in cases of people being stupid. If you ever get arrested, keep your mouth shut. That's the smartest thing you can do. Keep your mouth shut and get a lawyer. You can't afford a lawyer? Well, you should have been prepared. <laughs> that's my opinion. If you, you should have a rainy a lawyer, day fund. Get some friends and right. get a lawyer. Have a rainy day fund because you might get arrested for something you didn't do, and you might have to spend your own money to protect yourself. And if you think that you're going to talk the police out of believing that you did it, think you're again. an idiot. Think again. <laughs> Keep your mouth All shut right. and get a lawyer and tell your lawyer everything that he needs to be told and let him express to the, to the proper authorities uh, the reality of the situation. Yeah. Now, six and seven are right to a speedy trial and then a trial by a jury of your peers. Now, do you think that... Uh, what they considered a speedy, speedy trial and what we consider a speedy trial is different or what the government considers a speedy trial? I I do, but I bet things didn't move all that fast back then either, yeah. honestly. But, yeah, I mean, for the stuff to drag out, it's ridiculous. And yeah. it just, I mean, there's definitely a, a, a big congestion in our um, judicial system right yes. now. But then again, I'm not excited about running in for jury duty any more frequent than I already am. Uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> my my uh, my um, my wife had a, has an excellent story about it, and, and she's gonna have to tell it sometime. Uh oh. But uh, she she was had to miss a day of work to go to jury trial, uh, jury jury duty, right. and uh, they were asking going down the list. Yep. You know, one after another, why you know whether or not you should be selected as a juror. And when they finally got to her, All right. she said, it's 2 o'clock. I've missed an entire day of work. And if you put me on this jury, I'm going to agree with everybody else to get it done as fast as possible so I can get back to work. And they immediately kicked her out of the list. She said, you're out, huh? <laughs> she said, I, I have no interest in justice. I only have an interest <laughs> in being done as soon as possible. And I am not going to vote against anybody else, and I'm going to make this happen. Now you're as saying so. As she's not really trying to take part in the system, right? Here. She's not somebody I want to be on my jury. No, no. Especially when they're like Jack Boys, yeah. guilty, and she had no tolerance for the bullshit. All right. I know when I went in for jury duty, the district attorney gets up there and he goes, "Well, I don't know what you guys have seen on TV, but we don't have like." facts and evidence and these things you see on the crime shows he goes it's more like people are gonna talk and you're gonna have to be like yeah i think he's telling the truth or <laughs> no he's not and that's pretty much it and then i have to add he also said and this case involves prostitutes and drugs and things like that that you might disagree with but we're not talking about that. We just want you to decide whether a crime was committed in relation to this one narrow part of, you know, what the case is. And I was like, really? You don't have any facts or no evidence? evidence? And I'm like, how do you, you even bring innocent. somebody in? Get for, the hell for, out of yeah. here. You know, this doesn't even make yeah. sense. That sounds like somebody that would be found innocent if I was on the Yeah, show. I'm like, this is 
just, I mean, and it was clear these were people who should probably be locked away for a long time. Mm -hmm. But like you said, how can you, well, yeah, we're going to arrest him, but we don't have any facts, evidence, or actually he didn't have any witnesses. Uh And I'm like, yeah. You see, but that's, I mean, it's that sort of thinking. And that was a thinking, criminal case. Right. It's like, that sort of thinking that gets people that didn't commit a crime yeah. locked up. Now, yeah. maybe this person was guilty, and there's oh, probably a strong possibility. Was. Right. But that doesn't mean that you or I can't be arrested and yeah. put on trial. And I didn't and do anything the, the, wrong. And then the guy says to the jury this that we don't right. have any actual evidence. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, you have and to be like, it doesn't careful. work that way. Right. And we're not exactly podunk or anything, uh, but it just, it's unbelievable to me. That brings us to Amendment 8. Excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishment inflicted. Now, I, I think we have a pretty broad uh, idea of what cruel and unusual punishment is, and I don't think there's enough cruel and unusual punishment, in my opinion. Well, you know, you're a kind of harsh guy, so... right. Right, uh, you know, I, I I remember a case recently of a uh, of a woman uh, getting stopped and being late for late for work by a okay. school bus, okay. loading children in and out. So she decided to drive up on the curb around the school bus to get around it. You know, if you got to get to work, you got to get there. And the first time they didn't even they didn't even catch her, but the second time she did it, the uh, school bus driver wrote down her license plate and and her punishment was to wear a sign on that corner saying, I am an idiot. And now, a lot of people said that that was unusual punishment. That, you know, i got to say, it's, it's kind of unusual. It is unusual, but I think that is completely justified. All right. She probably learned a lot more from that than sitting in jail for a day or two. Well, I, I don't know if that judge came up with that, but I like know, whatever. It. I like it. I approve. Now, number nine... Is, you know, honestly, I'm not a lawyer, and, and honestly, I should know more and, and whatever, but uh, it, it's, you know, other enumerated rights from the people can't be violated, and I don't know enough about it to t- not sound like an idiot, so I'm going to leave that one alone. All right. Now, number 10, the power is reserved to the states. Uh, now, this one seems to get overlooked, and people act like it's no big deal, but the bottom line, it says that the federal government only has the powers granted to it in the Constitution, and everything else is up to the states. And that's huge. And the government oversteps and regulates so many different things. Absolutely. You know, and that's where we get all our three-letter agencies and everything comes from. It's pretty hard to make a, a law that applies to 350 million people. I think it's closer to 330 million people. Yeah. But regardless, right. federal government should be, I, I think, should be much smaller. And if you were to classify my um, political uh, stance, I would I would call myself an anti-federalist. That sounds very ancient. It does sound a little ancient. But uh, I, I fully believe in states' rights over government rights because, you know, there's a, there's a there, and there is a huge disparity, dispar- uh, discrepancy. When we live in New York State, all right. Um, if you were to travel to Tennessee, all right, the rules would be completely different. New York State, you really can't, you know, wipe your butt without getting a permit. We do it's, like permits. It's pretty expensive to even live in New York State without breaking laws. Yes. Um, you know, it's it's very hard to get a handgun in New it York is State. Hard to get a handgun. Very hard. It's um, it's hard to even do make an addition on your house. Uh, 
But, you know, there are a lot of crazy people in New York. And when you're dealing with a city like New York City, for example, and you have people right on top of each other, it's not, you know, maybe not the best that everybody is armed because there'd be a lot of dead people. But that law should not apply to rural Kentucky. All right. You know, and, and I, th- I believe in states' rights in the sense that there's different types of environments. Right. And different laws should apply to these different environments. And for one big federal government to make laws regulating what everybody does. So you're saying that the federal government maybe shouldn't decide what light bulb you have in your house. Yeah, that might be an kinda, overreach. Yeah, maybe, an, maybe a little bit of an overreach. All right. All right. Not such a huge fan you didn't of read the DEA. That in the Constitution that, you know, uh, no, I'm not a huge fan of the right. FDA. Not a huge fan. Anything that starts with three letters, not a huge fan of. All right. Some of them are necessary. Most of them are not. Now, I know, you know, this show, it's about prepping survival and basic badass, right? Right. So, you know, it just, if you're going to be an American, you got to know where you're coming from. And, you know, honestly, the reason most of us prep and, and do everything we do is because we love our way of life and we want to protect it. Right. We love freedom. We love what America affords us. And as frustrating and difficult as times get, it's still a pretty great place compared to, you know, everywhere else in the world. And that's absolutely you know, true. It is an idea that's worth defending. And honestly, even if you're like, you know what, America's gone too far and we need to, you know, start over and get back to our roots, even if you look like that, you know what? Maybe our kids and maybe these people need to know what our roots are. And it's important that every once in a while we take a little time and reflect of, you know, Mm -hmm. what it is that we're trying to protect and what we're fighting for. What are what are our values? And you know, I think that's where we where we come from. Mm -hmm. So, with that, check out check us out online at preppingbadass.com, and see you next week. Mm